1: Season finale of the Central City Chronicle, the unofficial The Flash internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppy Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 30th, and I am your host, Professor X. During tonight's broadcast, we are going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of The Flash. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit CW series casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-host to our season finale broadcast, Ashley Michelle. Hey, guys jess
0: hey everybody hope you're having a good night
1: mike how's it going everyone and our special guest metahuman of the week Brittany. Ooh, thank you for having me guys i'm so excited to talk about the finale let's jump right into our recap of episode 223 titled the race of his life which aired may 24th 2016. here's the official synopsis of the episode We often talk about picking up an episode right after the previous week's ep, but this week I really mean it. We actually start the episode with Barry screaming at the sight of his recently killed father. All along, Zoom had told Barry they're not that dissimilar, that Barry would have to give in to his anger to fight him, and Barry seems to be going along with that. In fact, the episode seems to be going the fastest and furiousest, with Barry planning to do whatever it takes to kill Zoom. Or should that be the Flash and the Furious? Anyway, Barry's mad. But his friends intervene. They realize Barry isn't thinking straight and come up with their own plan to banish Zoom back to Earth 2 and seal the breaches once and for all. Unfortunately, the law of plot contrivances means their plan fails and Joe ends up on Earth 2. Where was Barry? Locked away in the core after the team voted that he wasn't behaving rationally. But you know who didn't vote? Wally, who unilaterally frees Barry. Off-season note, improve the security in Star Labs. Not just can anyone walk in, but apparently anyone can release an imprisoned metahuman. Turns out the only way to get Joe back is for Barry to race Zoom and beat him. But there's a catch. Their race will provide the energy for a power to a bomb that will destroy all the other Earths. But Barry's convinced he can win, and the three speedsters take off. Three? Yeah, because Barry took a tip from Zoom and created a time remnant of himself. While one Flash battles Zoom, the other is deactivating the weapon. Lots of running and punching later, Barry wins. Once again, for the second time this episode, he has to decide whether or not to kill Zoom, and once again, someone else does it for him. In this case, the time race we met earlier in the season show up. Barry traveled through time to lure them to the fight, hoping they would attack Zoom, which they do. So, the Earth is safe. Harry and Jesse decide to go back to Earth 2 with Jay Garrick, who, it turns out, was the Flash from Earth 3 and the guy in the Iron Mask, who looks an awful lot like Barry's dead father. Guess that's about it. Uh, Oh, yeah, right. At the very end of the episode, Barry travels back in time to save his mother's life. Can you say Flashpoint Paradox? Knew that you could. So, what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? Brittany, you're our guest. Why don't you start?
2: Yeah, the first one is the best. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually, I loved this season finale. I thought it was really, really well done. Although it's been said that this is a controvo- uh, controversial episode, I think it's just it's just for the ending. But to be honest, I'm really excited. I want to know what these Flash writers are capable of. So the cliffhanger, freaking awesome. Uh, The wrap-up was really well done. I'm excited for... This made me excited for Season 3, so I loved it.
3: Mike? I completely have to agree. This episode was amazing. I think it was probably not as good as Season 1's finale, Mm -hmm. but... I'm super super excited for the next season. Like I, it got me hyped, to be honest. Ashley Michelle.
4: I am gonna be the first one to say it and say that I like this season finale better than season one's finale. I absolutely adored it. I cannot stop thinking about it. I am reminded of it like every hour of every day. This was my favorite episode of The Flash to the date. And I am so excited to finally
0: talk about it with somebody.
1: And Jeff?
0: You know, I have to agree with all of the reactions so far. I really, really liked it. I thought that it summed up the season perfectly, and it gave just the right amount of hope and anticipation for next season. Like, I felt like my mind was blown at the very end of the episode because I was not expecting him to make the choices that he made.
1: Yeah, I'm I don't think I was quite as crazy about this episode as uh, everyone else was. I thought it was okay. I think if it hadn't been for that You know, last reveal at the end, the last uh, 45 seconds or so of the episode, I wouldn't have thought as highly about it. But because of what they did, uh, like you guys, I'm totally jazzed uh, for next season and for the possible implications, which we will get into, I'm sure, in some depth. But before we get into our thorough recap, here's a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Poppy Jula Radio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. And search for the Central City Chronicles through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. And while you're at it, leave a five-star review. It's not going to cost you anything. Okay, let's get into the episode. Now, anyone sick enough, anyone twist enough, anyone perverse enough to enjoy the sight of Grant Gustin crying must really have enjoyed the opening. Jess? <laughs> 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 Why do you
0: have to take shots at me like
1: that? <laughs> Are you saying you enjoy that sight? Oh, how interesting, Jess. <laughs> so uh, how did you enjoy the opening of the uh, episode, Jess?
0: I mean, I didn't enjoy it. I think it was well acted, but <laughs> I can't. But he was crying. I, he, was, he was crying and it was well done. I think he, he cries very well. Like, I wonder if he just, like, you know, flips an internal switch or if they have to jam popsicle sticks into his eyes to make him cry. But um, is that a thing? Do people do that?
1: Uh, not in my world.
0: Okay, I I don't know how they get people to cry on set. Do they, like, pepper spray their eyes, or...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I I think it's called acting, but uh, (laughs) I could be wrong about that. But,
0: but, um, I really like the opening scene. I was surprised that they picked up, like, exactly where they left off. Um, wow. I thought that Jay was creepy and out of line before, but... After this, and after, like, all that he pulled, and the fact that he still had the gall to stand there and be like, Yeah, you and me, we're, like, the same. There's something wrong with him. I mean, we knew that already, but, like, there's something wrong with him.
1: Well, Barry seems a bit bipolar over the last couple of episodes. He goes from being completely zen to the point where everyone in the team was worried about him being so relaxed and confident to... Being completely killed a bad guy at the start of this episode how convinced were you guys by his turn Mike let's start with you
3: wait what did you say I totally got lost
1: oh sorry uh, last episode was all about how Barry coming back from the speed force was so Zen right. and relaxed and confident this episode was all about him dealing with his fury and his anger uh, did you find that convincing that he was able to turn so quickly or did it seem a little forced for the, uh, the sake of the episode I
3: don't think it was forced. I think it was kind of like the only direction that had to be taken, considering the fact that... Considering that we've had, like, a little bit of disappointment as far as uh, individuals saying that, well, it just seems kind of odd that he seems confident, that he seems sure of himself. But it was more on the premise of him getting over the fact that he couldn't really do much to help his mom at the time. So I feel like... I feel like that was the only direction they could have gone as far as him being angry, being really frustrated and just ready to just do whatever it takes to get the job done and to take out Zoom by any means necessary. But with that being said, I do like the way that they did handle him because they did show him to be not himself. They showed him to not understand to stay in control, to understand the situation and, and take care of it the best way that you can. So I do like the, the way they decided to go with it for him to kind of, you know, lose control and uh, kind of think irrationally and kind of just uh, do whatever it takes to get zoom to where he's at as far as attention wise. And if uh, to race him as far as if that's the only way that he's going to come out of, out of hiding or wherever he's at, then so be it that I do like, how they decided to go that route but i think it was the only route that could be taken considering that the last episode was just him being uh finally getting over that burden that he had as far as not being able to help his mother in any way shape or form and getting over that death but again i think that was the only route they could and i think it was a
1: good route to take anyone else have any thoughts about the flash and the furious
4: I
3: agree with Michael. Boom. Okay.
1: Um, Now, so Barry is obviously angry. Barry basically says to Joe, he's not just going to stop Zoom. He's going to kill Zoom. Uh, We saw the team's concern over Barry's overconfidence last episode. This time, they actually intervene to stop him from taking on Zoom while he's in that frame of mind. What did you think of the team's decision to sort of step in and say to Barry, No, we're making this decision on your behalf it's almost an intervention or you know a a tranquilizer fueled intervention. Ashley Michelle what did you think of that decision?
4: I thought it was a bad damn time that somebody stepped in and basically told Barry what needs to go on because Barry has not been making very good decisions this entire season and I think it's a lot of pressure for him to have to decide and do things like this all on his own and for the team to finally step up and show that they can be someone other than background fans cheering for him it shows how far everyone's really come that finally we can have such a working team that they can even go into the field like this and we need somebody to be able to say okay barry i understand that you can't do this We're going to do it for you. We're going to help you. You're not going to do
1: this alone anymore. In essence, it's because they truly are a team. They're not just a bunch of people hanging around with the Flash. Right. So they get a vote. Uh, Brittany, what did you think about the team's decision to step in and, and take the decision out of Barry's hands, even though he's the superpowered one, he's the guy the show is named after?
2: Ballsy and brutal, but it had to happen. Like, the thing is, they I do believe they need Barry to defeat um, Zoom. But at the state of where Barry's at, he needed to sit the fuck down. But God, if that didn't fucking break me to see him screaming and just so angry and he can't do anything. He's stuck in there. Oh my God. And I think Cisco made me... like Even Cisco couldn't make me laugh with what he said, you know. I'm 60-40. But... They made the right choice, and this actually, I think, it ties in with what happens uh, in the at the end of the episode. I'm not going to talk about that, but I think what they do here uh, actually reflects why uh, it's a good idea because of what happens at the end of the episode. And uh, Barry needed to Barry needed to uh, take a seat, but what's also uh, I think it was right but I also think it was wrong because I know that they couldn't defeat Zoom without Barry and because we're pressed for time I was like guys don't do this you, you need Barry but then I'm like Barry you're not you and it was just—it was frustrating but I was excited to see what the team was going to do without Barry and if they would succeed so props to the team for making a really hard decision
1: and they managed to get the, the drop on Barry lock him away he's stuck in there, he's screaming, he's crying. Mm -hmm. Jess, you must have been enjoying that.
0: (laughs) Wow! I did enjoy the fact that the team... (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, Ash! But I did enjoy that the team took things into their own hands, because Ash is right. Barry hasn't been making the best decisions lately, and honestly, like I know that he's not a veteran superhero yet, he's still pretty green, but it would be nice to see him kind of take stock of things a little bit more next season and maybe have a plan or at least some sort of, you know, wisdom about what he's going into so that he's acting instead of reacting to the things done to him.
1: And that's uh, that's always been, you know, a bit of a... Uh... A criticism of Barry's character, even from, you know, that first crossover with the Arrow, when the Arrow was criticizing him, saying, he's, you're just rushing in there, you're counting too much on your speed, you're not looking at the situation beforehand, and as a result, you'll get shot in the back. So the team comes up with their own plan to deal with Zoom, basically using Hollow Caitlin to distract him, then zapping him, tracking him, and throwing through a, a portal. Uh, Mike, what did you think of the plan, regardless of how it ended up turning up?
3: I saw what they were trying. I guess I can understand what they were trying to do as far as to, you know, to go ahead and go with the plan, regardless of uh, the position that Barry was in. Um, I thought it was crazy that they all decided to agree upon the idea if anybody were to get stuck with him to go through the portal, that to leave it as is and to leave the portal shut no matter what. Um, I get, I, I guess I can say I did understand that that was the final decision that they had thought like, wow, like they're really, they're really going to go through with it and they're really going to stick to it and not try to play the typical hero game where try to relieve everybody and make sure nobody gets hurt or nobody gets put in danger and to make sure that everybody comes out alive and have, and and make a clear objective As far as removing Zoom out of play, I think the overall plan itself, I think, was really ballsy and really risky. Holy crap. Especially when you have nobody that's really, I mean, excluding Cisco as far as having abilities to counteract out Zoom. But man, that, that, that was a crazy, crazy plan, I think, for what the team had to come up with.
1: Uh, Before it went south, I found myself thinking, you know, this plan might just work, and I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be the ballsiest thing imaginable to do with season finale, in which you lock your title character up in a cell, and the non-powered members of the team take care of business for him? Uh, Of course, that didn't happen. Uh, But uh, rest of the team, what did you guys think of uh, the plan and its execution? Any thoughts?
2: I like the hologram. That took me for a loop.
1: Yeah, I didn't expect that.
2: Yeah, because sometimes this, our team, you know, I love them, but sometimes they are stupid. Um, so I was, like, <laughs> I, I was like, are they really gonna let Caitlyn, who was held hostage by this guy and is, is you know, experience, experiencing uh, PTSD, gonna go up to him? And then I was like, I, I watched the scene and I was like, something's off. Because um, her acting... Or the way she was trying to get through to zoom was so horrible and yes, i was like I, I don't you. i was like danielle uh, you know danielle who's the actress for caitlyn i'm like i've seen you act what is this but knowing that it was caitlyn acting as a hologram i that means the hologram was doing the bad acting so i let it pass and uh, i i of course totally thought zoom was not gonna give in and i think. It was a good plan. If it didn't go south, that plan would have worked. And he would have been trapped. Um, yeah. But, you know, of course, you know, Portal 101. Stand by the enemy and just get sucked in with the enemy. You know, but... um, uh, It was still a good plan. I'm proud of the team for coming up with something. I was so heartbroken when Joe went in there. And uh, I... Uh, but I knew he was going to be fine. Because they already killed Henry. So I was like, they're not going to kill Joe. But come on Joe you saw this with uh, Jay a couple episodes ago don't stand near the portal please guys please don't do
0: it
1: (laughs) Uh, so Joe gets sucked into the uh, portal ends up on Earth 2 where he's chained up by uh, Zoom and gets to see for himself the man in the iron mask and we get the big reveal the man in the iron mask is actually Jay Garrick did anyone get any surprise from the big reveal they've been teasing all season or had we pretty much agreed that it was going to be Jay Garrick Jess what do you think
0: I was surprised I didn't think that it was going to be Like I I thought that it was Going to be Jay Garrick I think that that part Was pretty obvious but I think the twist Was that you know Jay Garrick Is actually a doppelganger Of Barry's father I think That would throw anybody for a loop And I certainly Wasn't expecting it I liked the way That they did it I thought he looked really heroic When he put the helmet on at the end Um but I'm glad that they were able to add a twist to something that viewers have been guessing since, bef- like, as soon as that character was brought on screen, they're like, oh, that's the real Jay Garrick.
1: Ashley, Michelle, what did you think of the reveal?
0: I have to agree with Jeff that
4: a lot of us were thinking that it was either Jay Garrick or it was Barry's father. We, I don't, It never crossed my mind that it would be the two of them together. We were always torn between which one it would have been. I think that's beautiful that, like Jeff said, that's something that people have been guessing since the beginning of the season, that you can still put a twist on it, that you can still surprise people.
1: Mike and Brittany, are we all in agreement then that it was a uh, a good reveal and took us somewhat by surprise?
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought I was gonna be like, 'cause I I figured it was Jay Garrick, just another Jay Garrick, and I was like, yeah, it's gotta be Jay Garrick, whatever. And he says it, and then we get that reveal, and I was like, wow, what a way to play uh to pay tribute. so Seriously? it was, awesome. was really that, that was well done,
3: awesome. yeah, very
1: well done. Yeah, see, as soon as they killed Barry's dad last episode, uh, retroactive spoiler alert. Um, I was convinced that that's who was it was going to be Jay Garrick because we already had that. Uh, hinted to us but that and we had you know um, Henry mentioning that Garrick was his mother's maiden name so they were sort of putting that in there so I, I wasn't as surprised as everyone else although I have to agree that you know him in that sort of classic Jay Garrick uh, Earth 3 Flash uh, look really looked good uh, and it holds out the possibility of bringing this character back uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to that uh, as we reach the end uh now one thing about uh uh zoom and uh jay is that zoom mentions that jay was a speedster that he'd seen when he was going around killing speedsters but he was unable to tap his power like he could every other speedster because as we saw zoom's whole thing was you know uh defeating speedsters stealing their their uh, speed force uh for himself do you think there's anything significant that jay seems to access his super speed in a different way a way that is fundamentally different from what Zoom and presumably everyone else was doing, or was that just a throwaway line? Do you think there's anything significant there or do you think the writers just wanted to move on past that point? Brittany?
2: Hmm. That's a actually I think it was maybe a throwaway because um I don't know if the flash writers are thinking ahead of that. Or or knowing if you're gonna connect it to what happened in the at the end of the episode, then it is not a throwaway. And I think we're going to be exposed to some different stuff. So I think we'll just have to wait and see for that one. I'm really bad at predicting that. But if it's going to be in connection to that, then it's definitely not a throwaway. So, I mean, they mentioned the like we we were saying about the about Barry's uh, mother and Garrick, and that was a little thing that you noticed. And I totally forgot about that. So, I mean, I actually would keep that in mind and see what they come up with.
1: Well, and as a result, well, okay, we'll get all to all the ramifications of the, the Flashpoint later on. It's, it's so hard not to talk about. It's just, <laughs> I, I thought about throwing away all the questions and just spending the entire episode talking about Flashpoint paradox and its possible consequences. But we'll get to it, I promise you. Um, so Zoom offers Barry a bargain. If you win the race, I'll let Joe go and keep you guys alone. Barry takes the deal. But what do you think? Was Zoom actually going to keep his end of the bargain? Does anyone actually believe maniacal supervillains who are willing to wipe out entire universes? Speaking no. of maniacal supervillains who are willing to wipe out entire no. universes, Mike?
3: No way. I, no way. I think he would have eventually still killed him anyway. But, um, I, but I mean, look at the look at the situation Barry was in. What what choice did he really, really have? So, but with that being said, I think he was put in this position where kind of have to go through with it, whether you like it or not. So I think that was the only true, true choice he had.
1: Everyone else agree or would anyone, if you were in Barry's shoes, uh, have been willing to say, no, I don't feel like racing.
2: No, he had to race. I feel like he he has to do it. And the plan that he comes up with is pretty genius. It's pretty good. This is what happens, Barry, when you think about what you're going to do. So, yeah.
1: Although it is kind of interesting that, you know, uh, the two things that uh, that Zoom have been saying to Barry, uh, you know, and in fact, saying to him, you know, you're almost ready, uh, you know, and basically showing him the tools. It almost seemed, and I don't know whether this is standard supervillain hubris or whether this is, you know, part of a larger plot. It almost seemed like Zoom was giving Barry the necessary tools to kill him. He was showing him how to do this, he was pushing him to tap into his anger that would make it possible for Barry to kill him. Do you think that was just you know arrogance on a supervillain's part or do you think maybe it was part of some larger plan jess
0: you know i i really couldn't say because i was actually surprised at the way the plan unfolded because i was like dude like that doesn't make any sense why are you gonna leave him alone if he races you and he wins but then i was like wait He's a crazy supervillain who had to endure... Like, it looked like in the flashbacks when he was still going by Hunter Zolomon, that, you know, he had to endure some sort of electroshock therapy. Plus, seeing his dad murder his mom. So, I wonder if he just assumed that Barry wouldn't beat him or that he was infallible... infallible, excuse me... Or that, you know, it was just some sort of crazy, maniacal, like, oh my god, this is so nuts, it just might work, sort of thing.
1: Uh, so as I said, uh, Barry does defeat Zoom by taking a page from his playbook, creating a time remnant who then has to die to stop the Magnetar. In a way, it's it gives you a sense to have that the hero has sacrificed himself. But, I don't know, I didn't feel any particular sense of loss at the death of, of Barry's time remnant. What do you guys think? Maybe if we'd met the remnant, or if we'd seen Barry go back in time and persuade another version of himself to come forward and die, or if Barry himself had died and the time remnant was the one who who continued on living, sort of a uh, you know a, a Ben Parker clone for you know deep comic book cut there. Um, <laughs> th- did anyone feel any great sense of loss at the the death of this uh, time image Flash, or was it just sort of a, a plot contrivance? Ashley Michelle,
0: I
4: felt you no. Know, when he died it, and everyone made a big deal about it, It was just like, uh, well, did, really, you felt him? Like, it was weird. And I think it's a show to his character, like a little nod to how easily Barry can decide to sacrifice himself for somebody, that he can just go back in time and say the words and Barry would immediately go with him and say, if I can save everyone, okay, I'll sacrifice myself,
2: even if. It's from a different time,
1: Brittany. What do you think of the death of the remnant?
2: Oh, I'm I definitely with Ash. Uh, to me, the it felt more like a clone. Like when they tried to explain it to to Wally of what that was, because sometimes too I get lost in uh, in Flash stuff, and it's also why I have to watch it with my mother to explain, because she loves the Flash like as a casual viewer, but she doesn't understand some of the the terms. Or what's going on with time and stuff like that, so I have to break it down for her and that's, that's how she understood it, as a clone. So it just felt like, uh, I guess uh, if I'm gonna use another analogy, it would be like uh, Naruto's clones in uh, the anime. Where he just makes a lot of them and then they just disappear and they poof. And here oh it goodness. felt- yeah, the, this, yeah, see Ash understands, but here it was a little more real, it was an actual person, but it was still... Not someone we were connected to at the time. We're, we're more with present Barry, not a random other Barry. So, but I appreciate his sacrifice. So there's that.
1: <laughs> uh, did anyone have any sense of loss at the uh, time Remnant, or are we all just soulless monsters? We're soulless. I have Join
3: a- me.
2: Priscilla, wait, Priscilla. Wow, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jess. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa now. <laughs> oh my God! This her laugh is getting eviler. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was gonna say that she likes Barry crying, and then she's soulless, so that says something.
0: It's okay, Professor X already called me on that
1: twice. Um, so um, before we get back to uh, the plot, let's talk a little bit about character. I think one pretty valid criticism that, uh, that I've heard, and I think that we've mentioned about the show, is that they don't necessarily do female characters all that well. Or if they do, it's for one episode. So Iris had, you know, one great episode. Caitlin's had a couple of good episodes. jesse has been good at times. Leaving aside what we saw, which was, you know, Caitlin's acting through the hologram, so we can give her a pass on that one. What do you guys think about the way uh, the Flash writers have t- treated women uh, in this season overall, uh, and maybe in this episode as well?
2: Oh, well, I guess because I'm not on the show a lot, you guys don't really know most of my opinions. Um, oh, some of we them... know your opinions. Okay, well, you, okay, maybe you do know. But um, I know lot... there's a lot of criticism for Iris in season one. And I, I think it's, uh, it's plausible. It's okay. I, I understand why there was some of that. Um, I didn't mind Iris, though. I didn't hate her. She was just kind of there. And I just didn't like the, the use of the, the love triangle thing. I just, it didn't, I didn't really like that. But in this season, I think she's come into her own. I think she's been uh, really, really cool how they put her in uh, the team. And she's there for moral support. And uh, But she's also there to kick ass if she needs to. If she needs to get in there. But she really doesn't have to. And uh, I think they write her, I think they've written her pretty great this season. Um, however, I think she's the only one. Uh, I do not like how the writers treat Caitlyn. I feel like they base her off a lot of her love interests and then they kill him. And not to mention, they just made her a victim of probably our craziest villain that we've had in the past two seasons. Um, which I, I, I think Zoom is, has been the best villain, but he's also a psychopath. And they kept, they they made her go through that. And um, there were some people in the fandom saying uh, that her torment last episode where she kept getting visions of uh, Zoom was misplaced and it shouldn't have been there. Especially with a. Uh, with an episode like that. And I was like, that's horrible because you're supposed, not that you're supposed to, but after going through a traumatic uh, experience, you do get PTSD. And I would have been really concerned if she was not getting any symptoms of that. Cause zoom is scary. When he first appeared in this season, I was scared. What he did to Barry in like episode six, when he completely broke him, that's scary. And she was stuck with him. So, um, I'm a little, I don't like the way they have Caitlin, um, being trashed around. And I hope that they uh, they give her something better to do next season. Um, as for Jessie, she's 50-50. I didn't really like her in this episode. She Her drama was misplaced. And she's always like, well, my friends are on Earth, too. I'm like, why can't the people here be your friend, too? Like, I don't even, I don't care about your friends. You know? So I didn't really like that. And then her and Wally, they built up something. And then they kind of took that away. So I don't know. I didn't really uh, enjoy that. But that's just my opinion.
1: Actually, Michelle, what do you think of the way they've treated women this season?
2: I never thought about it until you brought up this question, and I
4: completely agree with everything that Brittany has said. And it after a recent episode of The One Hundred, which exceptionally pissed me off, where they just used one of the best characters they've ever had on the show as a plot device, that it felt like this episode they put Caitlin through all of that torment just to have her used as a plot device to be able to get Joe into Zoom's hands. Like, there was no real reason for her to be taken by Zoom other than her to be hurt enough to be close to him like that, to be used as a trap. That there was still no reason that I can see. And it's painful to watch, and it's Distasteful to put a character through that that doesn't need to be through that with especially with how much that she's been through, compared to everyone else on the show. Iris, I agree, has come a long way. Her season one, um, the way that she was written was terrible. She has gotten much better. She's a much better, much more developed character now. But when Iris went up, I think Caitlin went down.
1: Jess, what do you think about the way they've treated women this season?
0: To be honest with you, I don't think that the CW writes women very well. <laughs> and this is, like, going How do you think
1: all... it compares to the other superhero shows? Is Flash the others... better, or worse, about the same?
0: About the same. And it's it's not like this is a current issue. I am a huge fan of Charmed. I've seen all ten seasons multiple times. I will cut off Human Contact just to watch all ten seasons, even though I've already seen them multiple times, like it is unhealthy. So I'm completely obsessed with that show, but even I can admit they really played on a lot of, like, female stereotypes that they shouldn't have played on so often, and the characters suffered as a result from it, and ten years or whatever, how many years later, They haven't really learned anything like this isn't a show about witches or sisters or whatever, but they haven't really learned anything about making, you know, strong, cohesive females that can be more than just, you know, the tough girl. They haven't really learned anything about making multi-layered female
1: characters. And Mike, any comments on how they've been treating women?
3: I do kind of notice as far as Caitlin goes Um, I feel like with Caitlyn, I feel like they kind of made her digress, and I feel like they could, I'm hoping that they do her more justice the next season instead of her making her feel, like, insignificant to all the other characters, and I think with Iris, I personally have always loved Iris from season one, but I feel like they gave her a little bit more justice in this Season, but I feel like if they were going to do that with her I think they should have done the same thing with Caitlyn, but I will say as far as the 100 goes the little uh, Snippet that Ashley made. I actually liked it. I thought they actually did it. Okay, but I'll leave it at that and go back with the flash Uh, I think I think they could have done more and explored more with Caitlyn especially Caitlyn instead of just focusing The tragedies that she has as far as building up uh, some sort of interest with somebody and then either they get killed off or they turn into something maniacal. I think they, I guess they really tried banking on that it would always catch on but I feel like, I, I feel like it's not, not doing it any good for her so I'm hoping they fix her the next season.
1: And at least Danielle Panabaker got some, got to stretch herself and have a little more fun when she was playing, uh, you know, Killer Frost. So that gave her yeah. something to do, and and maybe made up for the fact that, you know, by comparison, uh, Caitlin was always going to seem a little uh, uh, milk toast. Uh, I do. Okay, I, so, sorry. Well,
2: I wanted I wanted to just say that even though I didn't like the way she was being written, I did like uh, the a line they gave her this episode because I feel like she didn't get to do much aside from being bait. She uh, when when. What's his name? I'm sorry. When Barry is, uh, is yelling at Cisco and he's like, you know, I just saw my father killed in front of me. Do you even know what that feels like? And they had Caitlin go in and say, I know what that's like. And then she also says, you know, but you pulled me from that darkness. You helped me cope and I just want to do that for you. I thought that was a really great moment. Just a little <laughs> thing for me.
1: And it also helped reinforce why the team felt they had to step in. You know, their, yeah. their realization, uh, because you know, and certainly Caitlin's point of view, she had been there.
2: And, ba- uh, and Barry, okay. and ba- I'm sorry, and Barry did, you know, didn't know what, how to respond to that. So that was yeah, really and
1: it did sort of, you know, shut him down a little bit and and make him realize, okay, this is not just them acting like jerks. They they you know they're doing this for their own reasons, much as he might disagree with them. Uh, okay, so uh, warning to you all We're going into the essay section now So you might want to take out your essay books Be sure to put your names on them uh, And show your work uh, the question I'm not is, anymore What <laughs> character do you think had the biggest growth Over the course of this season and why Starting with Mike because he was being a smartass there <laughs> What That's character like do you think had the biggest growth Over the course of the season and why
3: Biggest growth only in this season Or do you mean like in the entire show since Just let's like- stick to this season
1: Wait, professor? Yep. Are you kidding repeat? me? I'm not kidding you. Okay. Look <laughs> at the characters. Which character evolved the most over the course of this season? It could be anyone. It could be Barry. It could be Zoom. It could be Iris. It could be anyone. Which character do you think has changed and grown the most over the course of this season? Dying does not count as a change.
3: Aww.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, it is a pretty big change. If you, want. if you want to make that argument, I'm just trying to stop the, the one-line answer. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: Biggest change. Ah, oh, God, crap. Uh, yay, pick me first and only give me ten seconds to come hey, up with an it's,
1: answer. Anyone can answer the true-false questions. It's the essay questions where you show you really understand the material.
2: Ha uh-huh, ha, Mike, ha uh-huh. ha.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, biggest change. Um, and the worst part of it is you know everyone else is really thinking carefully about their answer now, so they're going to be really good. <laughs> you gonna be really good i think the one Give who had, i
3: think i think the one who had the biggest change overall i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with it because i think i feel like i can provide evidence for it i feel like it's iris i feel like iris is the one who has the biggest influence and the biggest change in the season itself more so because of where the transition came from from season one to season two i feel like with her especially gooding over the death of uh, eddie during the time you can see the transition when she was trying to go ahead and move on with her life and when she event when she was trying to somewhat go on a date with her boss at the time but didn't really see it that way you also see that she makes some sort of an impact in the season where she becomes a little bit more involved with the team and she actually voices her own opinion as to what she believes is the best route and the best choice to make and she finally decides to go with the idea that you know what for everything that's going on in the universe itself or what the universe is trying to tell her. it. I feel like it was more on the premise of knowing that. For all the things that she's noticed as far as the future goes. She realizes that her and Barry were pretty much destined to be with each other. And you notice that she begins to. Unveil these feelings and she starts realizing that it wasn't necessarily what the future had told her that it was eventually gonna Happen that you're to make that choice But it did allow her to reevaluate some of the decisions that happened and it allowed her to Actually sit down and contemplate that you know what that Barry was there for me that out of all the people and of all the uh, Crazy mishaps that have happened, you know, he was there for me He was actually there from the beginning To where we are now. And it uh especially the way that the episode ended, as far as revealing to her that you know what, you waited so long to make me under know where you're understanding. Now I understand where you're coming from, and I feel the same way. And versus like any other character like Barry, you can't really say that Barry had a big change only because he was already a centralized character where the show is mostly focused on him and the decisions that he makes. So you can't really say that he had a big change as far as little bits and pieces of my minuscule like type episodes where it showcased his, uh, overzealous personality or confidence with that. We had the previous episode versus him, uh, any type of like anger and, depression and frustration in, in another episode but overall as a whole his personality stayed the same And as far as his contribution his contribution was still relatively the same throughout the season so i would have to say more over i feel like iris was the one who had a, one of the biggest developments
1: uh britney you seem to be enjoying mike's discomfort there uh why don't you go next what character had the biggest <laughs> uh arc or development over the course of the season
2: Okay, I hope I don't take anybody's because then that's mean. But I don't care because I'm going before you. I hope I don't choose yours, Ash. But I'm not sure who you're gonna go with. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cisco. I um, he's honestly the reason I watch The Flash. If I have a favorite uh character, it is Cisco. I absolutely love him. I think he says the best one-liners um ever. And I feel like he's literally the embodiment of the audience. He is a fanboy, he is a geek, and he is funny. And I love him and I think his development has been not so much his personality because he's been great, it's what he's been going through as a metahuman as well as with his family because, to be honest, I absolutely de- detest his, his brother, Dante, even though I love that name. Uh, that guy's an asshole. Even after a really good episode that we had before this, uh, the latest one with his brother, um, his brother's just an asshole and I don't, uh, I don't like family drama stuff, but I, I feel, I feel for Cisco. I think it, it's a, it's a real thing. I think people do go through that in some of the, in some families. And I love that in the latest episode with his brother, they go through something and they're like, you know what? We need to change our shit. We need to be closer. We need to be brothers. And, um... That's freaking amazing that we get his uh, him and his brother to have a stronger bond. So that's development right there. Really good development, um, as well as him being a metahuman. He doesn't. He learns that he has all these powers, and at first he's afraid. He's afraid he's going to become like Reverb. And then Barry assures him, "You're not Reverb. You're going to be you." And then um, he's learning. He's learning new powers, and he's not really being afraid. He's more like, "Damn, that's cool." Just like in that episode where uh, him, and, him and Caitlyn are Killer Frost and v- Reverb. Like, that was amazing. And uh, then he he does some kind of power thing. I don't know what I would call that. But he attacks uh, Black Siren. You know, I'm just... I'm so excited to see where he's going. I love the development so far. And I want to know where they're going to take him. And how... how what his superhero outfits gonna be like and uh, he's also mastered uh doing portals or breaches so I mean Cisco's just been amazing I think he's been written well not inconsistent in the slightest he's been amazing and I love Cisco and I'm biased as fuck mic drop
1: oh yeah. I've got a mic drop coming for you later um oh, <laughs> No, we're just going to drop Mike off the call. Uh, yes. So, Ashley Michelle, okay. your choice for uh, best character development this season.
4: Harry. I have loved watching Harry come from this cold-hearted father who really didn't know his daughter, who didn't even know really how to talk to his daughter, who worked in his lab, and that was it, and that's all he ever wanted to do, to... Immensely caring for all of our heroes on Earth-1 and improving the relationship with his daughter to even sacrifice and- Well, not sacrifice himself, but he had the intention of doing so if it came to that, if it was that bad for her a couple episodes ago. He has come, in my opinion, so far from the cold-hearted bitch that he was in the beginning that now his heart has grown three sizes too big. And he is one of my favorite characters
1: now. Plus, we got that lovely uh, at the end when he was, you know, saying goodbye to everyone and finally called Cisco by his first name. Uh, And Cisco threatening to poltergeist him in in Earth 2, which was really nice. Uh, What do you think? Are we going to lose Tom Cavanaugh for next season because he's going back to Earth 2? Or do you think they'll find a way to bring him back?
4: No, no. Oh, he's coming. He's coming back. Stay. He's coming back. I don't have any. uh, Spoiler alert. I don't have any
0: spoilers about that.
1: Spoiler alert, no spoilers. Jess, uh, what character do you think had the greatest development over the course of the season?
0: For me, honestly, it was Iris. And um, I think we've had this discussion before where I've actually said on the podcast on a previous episode, like, finally, I can see what makes her the girl of Barry's dreams as opposed to you know, us being told that she is the girl of Barry's dreams. I think that she definitely expanded and grew a lot more and the writers did a lot to help her character, especially in like post-Earth 2 episode. Earth 2 Iris is still my favorite Iris because she's a badass. I agree. But, um, and I think what goes hand in hand with that is the biggest regression that we've seen this season is Barry and it's because of those last you know five minutes or whatever it was that he ran back in time because the Barry that we had known up until this point I mean yeah he went through some terrible things you know the death of his mother having the woman of his dreams swooped up by another man and then actually learning to, you know, kind of consider that man a friend and then he's dead and all of his friends are dying and it's just terrible and he's crying a lot. But I think I have never seen up until this point, like at least he was slowly edging forward. Maybe he wasn't running, but he was slowly edging forward. He wasn't, I mean, he was sad about his mom, but he wasn't actively trying to hamster wheel his way backwards. And for us to see him actively plunge headfirst into the past instead of moving forward, I feel like that is a really big indicator that something inside Barry has changed or frozen or just, like, he he just doesn't want to move forward anymore. He would rather go back. Because when he had the ability... When he learned that he could time travel and he did it the first time, he did not save his mother because I think part of him understood that, you know, as much as it would be awesome to have her around, he, he understood that that was the way things are and like he has to move forward, but this time, this time he was like, no, no, no I'm, I'm going back. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about the things. That are happening that are going to happen i just i want to go back to the past to back where it was easier so i think iris is the biggest progression and barry is the biggest regression and i really hope that out of this we don't get creepy mouth breathing stalker barry back from season one because he was cute and sad and whatever but whenever season one barry was around season one iris he was a creepy mouth breathing stalker! I wouldn't want to go out with him either. I would definitely choose Eddie in a heartbeat.
1: And I think you make the argument that, you know, with the uh, the Speed Force episode, uh, The Runaway Dinosaur, that, you know, it seems that the whole point of, of the Speed Force was to get Barry to, you know, accept his mother's death so that this wouldn't happen. Uh, it's almost like, you know, the Speed Force was trying to prevent this, this very outcome. But of course, once his father died, uh, he went back and did that. Um, now, uh, Barry, of course, could also have gone back you know, in, you know just a few, day or two in time and saved his father, but chose to uh, race back and save his mom instead. Uh, Barry chose not to tell Jay after Jay was uh, freed from the Iron Mass that he was the spitting image of his dead father. Were you guys at all surprised by that? Were you expecting maybe more of a mentoring role from an older, more experienced Flash, given how Barry is always looking for father figures and has just lost one? Mike, what did you think uh, first about uh, Barry's decision not to say anything about uh, who Jay looked like, and uh, and also the decision to just send Jay back to Earth three?
3: I think, <clears throat> I think for him not to say anything to Jay Garrick and uh, let him know that you know he reminds him as his father as his deceased father um i wasn't surprised i didn't imagine that he would have said anything to begin with only because it would have reminded him of the uh, it would have reminded him of the pain of what zoom had brought and i think it would have reminded him of how he felt that his actions or his personality somewhat affected Barry's dad to be a victim and for him to die i think i think he kind of wanted to move past it and not dwell and not reminisce the decisions that had happened or what may or what he felt may have been an effect towards it so i wasn't really surprised that he didn't say anything i think he just wanted to just let it be as it is and not uh dwell on it so would have, would have i would have high done the same i probably would have not i think i personally would have said to him that you know you look exactly like my father did blah 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 and i think that would have been interesting as far as how jay garrick would have uh, presented himself or what his answer would have been i think that would have been nice a little something extra uh to discuss. But, i don't i wasn't really that surprised that he didn't say anything but um i'm i'm okay with it i'm i'm not too bummed out about it i think it just would have been nice for him to say it and then for us to see what jay garrick's response would have been
1: actually michelle what did you think first of uh, barry's decision not to say anything and then of the decision to send jay basically back to earth 3
4: It definitely surprised me, and in the beginning, I was very confused about why he didn't say anything. But stay tuned for a spoiler about this exact conversation.
1: Uh, Spoiler, spoiler. Excellent. Yay! Uh, Anyone else want to weigh in on uh, Barry or the decision to uh, send Jay away?
2: I think uh, we're probably going to see him again, and that's when uh, Barry will say something. I think for the moment, in the state that Barry was in, it made sense why he didn't want to say anything, and that's okay. I mean, look at the, look at his response. It, right away, he had to he had to leave the room and just like cry by himself. And I was like, "Oh, Aw, Barry, Aww. it was perfect. It was it oh was it, that that did, that of course it was perfect
1: me... for Jasper. He was crying. Yeah,
2: and and it did make me really sad. Like how it's not that he just went out and like had his head down and cried. He was literally in a very vulnerable position crying about it. And I was like, that's how you see like little Barry. Like it was." really, really, like, it was just gut-wrenching, like, I mean it was really sad, and I understood why he didn't say anything, and I think it was appropriate, and I feel like when we see him again, because I we probably will, this is the way the flash works um, that he'll probably say something about it, and they'll have, like, a really great moment, and I'm
1: okay to wait for that Okay, before we get to the ending uh, and that uh, that flashpoint, uh, Barry and Iris got to kiss finally, after two seasons. Uh, hey. And it comes after Iris tells Barry that since he's waited so long for her, she's willing to wait for him. What was everyone's thoughts about the kiss? Mike, you obviously uh, are the most romantic in the group, so you can go first. <laughs>
3: Excuse the
1: fuck out of you, Brittany.
3: <laughs> <laughs> first,
4: I was too.
3: <laughs> first, first, first off, um... I think the kiss was long overdue. I think it was really sweet, and I think it was really nice. And um, you, you could feel that it, it was, it was definitely very sentimental as far as where both of them were coming from, and understanding what their past, what their past was, in order for them to get to the point that they were at now. Um, I think it felt like a little, like dramatic when Barry was uh, letting Iris know that I need to find. You know, I, I need to, you know, take a moment and take a step back. And I think it was really, it was very sweet of Iris to say, you know what, that you, I understand that you waited for so long and now it's my turn to do that, where he lets him know that whatever decision you make or whatever path you decide to take, I will always be there no matter what, because you've been there for me through thick and thin. You've done so much for me that... It's, it's only seems it only seems fitting for me to do the same thing because you were willing to go to such great lengths to make sure that I was happy and or that I felt secure and safe that Iris really understands where Barry is coming from and he understands that he needs to take time to heal and to build himself back up because at one point Iris was kind of the same way too so it. I thought that was really clever, and I do like the concept that they were going with. Uh, but overall, that scene, I, th- I think, was really well-crafted, and I think it was very artistic, and I liked it. Ashley Michelle, your thoughts on the kiss?
4: I don't know how she just kissed him for, like, that five seconds, because I don't know if I'm just overly thirsty, but I definitely wanted more. <gasps> Maybe not exactly from Iris, I mean, I'll take another kiss from Supergirl, but...
0: Ooh! Ooh.
2: Girl, I'm, on, I'm, I'm with you. Girl, I'm <laughs> with you.
4: I am thirsty for some berry love. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: that
4: makes sense. I think it was definitely a big step for their characters, though, too, um, along with what Mike said, that. It was definitely long overdue. I felt like we had a Barry Iris kiss before, didn't we? Before he changed
1: time. We did. What a coincidence that they had a kiss, then he changed time, and she didn't remember. Now they've just had a kiss again, and he's gone back and changed time. Hmm.
4: Coincidence? Coincidence?
1: Sloppy writing? (laughs)
2: Parallels! (laughs) I think not.
1: Uh, Brittany, what were your thoughts?
2: uh okay so i think the the what the flash did right with this was it was a really good moment because i think a lot of shows struggle with where to put the romantic um the romantic scene or the pep talk you know in, in a finale especially like there's so much going on when do we get to take a breather when do we get to have the really sweet moment and i think the flash nailed it i think uh we got the iris moment at the end of the episode, and it was really, really well done. Very, very sweet. Um, I agree with Mike and how she said, you know, you waited for me, I'll wait for you. I thought it was great, and they give you a kiss. I mean, what more could you ask for as a West Allen fan? Um, and I'm really glad that she says um, that she she makes it obvious that you know this is this is her feelings. This is real, and that she really wants to do this. Because I'll be honest the first talk the first conversation they had a couple episodes back about how she's talking to Caitlyn about how it's destiny and they're supposed to be be together i don't really like that concept it depends on the show it depends on the on the lore from that show but here i don't like the thought of destiny or comic book canon i like that i want to see them fall in love. I want to see those moments that make me root for them. I don't want someone to be like, to tell to tell uh, to tell someone your feelings, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh my God, I love you too." I wanted I want to see it. And after that conversation, I was like, "No, Iris, don't don't say I've been thinking about us and the destiny, and that maybe we should be together." No, don't don't say you should be together. Be together because you want to be. Don't let that cloud your mind. And I think. We got that in the scene, and it was very, very well done. Very sweet. And uh, as a funny point, though, in connection to what he does next, because I know you're going to talk about it, somebody said Iris's kiss must have been really bad if he had to go into that. <laughs> oh,
0: my <what's lovely> God. <laughs>
2: I, like, I was like, leave her no. alone. Mike, you're biased, but I thought that was a really funny comment. Leave but her as- alone. And, and it looks really bad, but I thought that was quite funny. But I, that scene was very sweet, and I think... Um, I think it was so sad to see Barry, because we've seen Barry this entire episode, he's he's not the same Barry, he's been through a lot, but for him to say, I'm broken, oh, that was hard. That was really hard. And I'm glad he's not just jumping at the chance to be with Iris, he's like, let me be good enough for you, and I'll come back to you. Very good. Very well done.
1: Jess, what did you think about the kiss?
0: I agree with everybody, I thought it was really tender and really well done, and very sweet, and very... just a really touching moment, if I do say so myself. But it also illustrates to me how screwed up and dead Barry is on the inside. Because, you know... Being with Iris is all he's ever wanted since the show kicked off. Like, we even had Joe... In one scene saying, you have loved her since before you knew what love was. And for him to finally get what he wants, you know, the kiss, but also the promise of a relationship. Of starting a new life, of of having a life with Iris. The fact that that wasn't enough to stop him from going backwards, from changing the past. Speaks volumes about where his headspace is right now, but I also wonder like, is he gonna have to read? Is he gonna have to redo puberty? Like, is he gonna have to go through that again?
3: Wait, are you legitimately asking, or is it a rhetorical question? (laughs)
0: Both, Both, I I guess.
3: Well, I, I mean, it kind of, I mean, he did save his mom, but I think, but then it also goes to show you okay, because the fact that. His mother was saved, now... Okay, hold
1: on, let's let's, uh, let's uh, put a pin in that just for like 10 seconds so we can recap what leads to this question. Okay, so right after the Sorry. kiss, Barry travels back in time to the moment just before his mom died. He did that last season and had an emotionally satisfying moment being there to comfort her in her final moments. This time, he races back in time, stops the reverse flash, and saves his mom's life. Now, we've all talked a lot about the, uh, the Flashpoint Paradox. In the on the chance that there is someone who does not understand what we're talking about. Mike, would you care to fill us in on what the Flashpoint Paradox is?
3: Uh, I'd rather you do it because you do a better job.
1: Okay, fine. So the Flashpoint <laughs> Paradox was Because uh, like super
3: excited, so I know like... Ee-
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Better. As soon as it happened, I, I I turned off the TV and went. They flashpointed yeah. us. Uh, so anyway, the flashpoint paradox is a uh, a an important series in the Flash comics from a few years back, in which uh, Jeff Johns hypothesized that this is exactly what happened. So in the comics, Barry's always been bothered by the death of his mother, uh, so he decides to travel back in time and save her life. Uh, in so doing, he basically unwrites all of history uh, from the point at which uh, his mom died. So she doesn't die, he never becomes the Flash, he never founds uh, the Justice League, Uh, people who are in the Justice League end up dying uh, because they weren't in the Justice League, Uh, you know, uh, Atlantis and the Amazons are at war, and it sort of deals with the consequences of what was ultimately uh, uh, you know, done for the best of purposes, but ultimately a selfish decision on Barry's part, that his personal happiness, his need for his mom, was the only important thing and he didn't think about the consequences. So that's basically what he's done in the show. He's gone back in time, saved his mom's life. And what Jess was just referring to is what happens now? So my question for you guys is, what do you think are going to be the consequences of Barry's decision? And let's start with Jess, who wants to get into Barry and puberty.
0: (laughs) That sounds way wrong, man, way (laughs) wrong. I hope he doesn't have to experience that again because of somebody who had braces and glasses And a big-ass gap in her teeth, man, those were not some good times at all. (laughs) Also, my wheelchair kept getting stuck in things. Stupid fucking doors. Those were not up to code, I swear. Anyway, I digress. I think no matter what happens next, if Barry eventually comes back to himself, like, if that is the direction that the show is, is... going towards where he will eventually be like, oh my god, like, I traveled back in time and I fucked up and oh my god, what the fuck, I'm a terrible person. He's gonna feel an enormous amount of guilt over it and I feel like he will feel very, as you said, selfish and kind of like he prioritized his happiness over the well-being of a lot of other people who could have used his help. Because essentially him going back in time and saving his mother uh, from what we've seen I mean I don't know maybe the show is setting it up a little bit differently so that he will get his powers in, in another fashion somehow but I like all of those lives that the Flash has saved you know you have that fire that he raced into where he saved that little girl that I'm thinking of like offhand and the hundreds of other lives that he saved are those people all going to be dead now because he wasn't there? Like, is Central City going to have a new hero or, or a new villain? Like, I guess it really depends on how the show takes it, but I can't see him realizing what he did, even if, like, his memory is erased or whatever, and he eventually gets it back because he has to grow up again. I, I can't see him being okay with the decision that he made in the season finale because he'll be like, I chose myself over everyone else. That is not a very heroic thing to do. And even, like, back towards um, his first appearance on Arrow, he was huge into the superhero thing. Like, it was almost embarrassing for a man of his age and stature. But... I, I I just can't imagine him, you know, being copacetic with the choices that he's made. But all and I hope that he gives himself some leniency or his other self some leniency. And I also wonder, like, is him messing with the timeline this way is this what causes all of the other Earths to crumble and shake and die. Because Cisco kept saying, like, he saw all those birds smashing against the window and Earth 2 being destroyed and it was just terrible. But also, I do wonder, like, I can't even put it into words. I just, there are so many questions that I have and not enough like, potential answers. I just have a lot of theories. But I... I've trusted them to get me to this point and I really like what they've done with the season so far. So I think whatever they choose to do is definitely going to be, you know, worth watching, even if it diverts heavily from what was in the source
1: material. Mike, what do you think about the consequences of this action?
3: I'm really, really trying to figure out what in the world is going to happen because him going back in time and saving his mother okay so now that his mother is saved his father was put in prison uh, wrongly accused for the death of his mother so now that that issue has been removed so then what's gonna happen to barry's dad considering that he won't be affiliated with uh him being responsible for the death of his wife now that that happened now if we were to progress even further uh will will he what will uh will the particle accelerator still happen or and if that's the case will what's going to happen to every other character that was involved I, i i'm really really trying to figure out how they're going to try to answer as many, many possible questions that you can get from him going back in time. I'm just really, I'm really confused because so many things has so many things have happened where it was significant of how Barry came to be as far as trying to find out who framed uh, his dad and killing his mother and him trying to figure out, okay, how, and what happened? So now that that doesn't exist anymore, what's gonna happen to like uh, Harrison Wells? Is he still going to be alive? Is he gonna be there now that Eobon, uh Eobon is not gonna be there to to uh, take his role of being Harrison Wells? So I I really don't know how the hell are they gonna do this, and I'm really really psyched to see how they're gonna answer mo all or most of the questions that we're gonna ask. Uh
1: Brittany, any thoughts?
2: Um only that. Uh with him doing this, it's pretty insane and I think they're completely erasing I think that's the the controversy that people are upset that they're completely erasing two seasons of development but I, I'm wondering, you know, do people think that what he's done is gonna last the entire season or just a couple episodes? Because if it's the entire season, that's that's pretty insane. But it could tie in with the crossover and see how it affects other worlds. So, and we're getting a four-way crossover. So, I mean, that works in that way, and that brings in Supergirl, okay? Or it's gonna be a couple episodes up to the mid-season, and we'll see what happens. And I think there's gonna be it's the consequences are gonna be massive. I I mean, if you compare to what he did in season one, going back in time and saving everyone from that weather wizard, I think that's his name, right? Weather wizard. Um, He saved the town from being like drowned out and, you know, weather disaster and Cisco dying and everything. And even though he he goes back in time and he saves them, something else that's bad happens, but not as bad as what was happening where he had to go back in time and Joe was injured and everything. Here... Nothing was happening. They defeated Zoom. Everyone was okay. There's no, like, there's no other villain coming up. Barry does this on selfish, um, as a selfish reason. So I feel like because last time it was to help people, there's a minimum consequence. Here, it's going to be massive because nothing was happening. He just decided to do it. And I can't blame him for, you know, he was telling Iris, I came to terms I was just coming to terms with my mother's death. And then my dad dies in front of me. Like, that's enough to fuck with your head. And make you just want to just go and... You know, I thought he was just going to go and see his mom. Or something. I didn't know he was going to fuck it up. And he does. And then we see our Barry from last season at the door looking at him and disappears. That, I think, uh, symbolizes that the Barry we knew in season one is gone. Like, his timeline is gone because of the cliffhanger, or what he does with the Paradox, and, uh, it's gonna be insane. I don't have anything, because anything can happen. Everything can be topsy-turvy, and I guess if you want more theories, or more ideas, you would have to watch the Justice League movie, Flashpoint Paradox, which is really fantastic. And, uh, that's all I have to say on that.
1: Uh, Ashley Michelle, if you can avoid putting on your spoiler hat for just a moment, uh, what do you think about the consequences of, uh, of Barry's decision?
4: I think that this was a beautiful ending for this season. I am—I had no idea that there was a flashpoint paradox before I watched this episode, and I was amazed. I was like cheering. I was screaming. I wanted everyone to watch it when I did, because I was so happy that we would be able to see an alternate universe or an a, a different. Um, Timeline of Barry of when he actually did save his mother and I had no idea There was not even like a hint in my mind that this would happen that they could go with the storyline I'm not a comic book reader yet yet and after doing some research on this and Professor you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in the comics in the flashpoint paradox he, Barry starts to lose his memories of the old timeline, doesn't he?
1: Yes, and, and that's one of the things that they'll have to decide is, is how they deal with the consequences of his time crowd. Right. right.
4: And if he can even remember that he changed time, and there was a time before when he was a speedster. And if he even is a speedster, if he can get back to where he was, or if he can find another speedster to help him get back there, there are endless possibilities here. And I think that is wonderful to show has opened a door where I thought they were just going to close one. They've opened many of them. Unlike some shows this season, Arrow, that have backed themselves into a corner.
3: Boom.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it just depends on how they choose, you know, we're talking about what we think the consequences will be. The writers basically have given themselves a blank slate because you could treat it with, like, currently age grant gustin being stuck in the past and trying to find a way home uh and then maybe finding a way home and then realizing you know no one remembers him because the entire timeline's been wiped and i agree uh with britney i'm pretty sure that's why we saw uh the uh the flash from season one disappear it was indicating that the timeline had disappeared and one complaint i've had that you know i've railed on incessantly is that when they do the time travel they don't really deal with the consequences uh that you know I've, I've always said that when they make a change in the past it should ripple through to the future uh and they did deal a little bit with that uh in one episode uh with the uh time wraiths where um oh a villain i can't remember who it was uh becomes a good guy in the present showing that what happened in the past could pied affect piper. the future pied piper thank you so here's my thought Which might be totally crazy, but I think there's a way to play off this. Uh, If anyone from CW is is listening, start taking notes now. So, Mm -hmm. my complaint was always that they would screw around with the past, but it wouldn't really have much of an impact in the future. Almost as if there was an organization dedicated to ensuring that the future unrolls the way it should.
4: Oh, my God.
1: A group of, let's call them, time mistresses. So, (laughs) what if these time mistresses suddenly cease to exist? Suddenly, you have a situation in which Barry, traveling to the past will have significant effects and what if there was one time mistress left over who realized that all of history was being rewritten from this one point in the past and went back to try to fix it so what i want to suggest to uh the cw is that the flash is your most popular show Mm -hmm. so do your crossover the first week back involve rip hunter and the legends involve or do it earlier than December because they've been talking about december but do it early get people watching the other shows and maybe find this as a way to uh you know explain suddenly how supergirl is going to exist in this world i agree Um, with you i think that would be a brilliant way to start the season and i think you could leave arrow out of it arrow is a little more reality grounded but because barry didn't actually intersect with uh, with uh, the Arrowverse that much, I think you can make the argument. It's not like we're talking about Flash from the comics or Flash from the Flashpoint Paradox uh, DVD, uh, where he you know found the Justice League and, and everything like that. What you're going to have now is you know, you know everything outside of Central City is pretty much going to be the same as it was. It's just that you know. Um, in Central City, things will be different. But as as Mike was saying, so we now have the situation where Barry, and again, depending on whether you know, we suddenly have Barry wake up in the present day, and maybe he has his memories of the way things used to be, but no one else does. That's one way to treat it. Another way is that he's stuck in the past without any powers, as you know, a 30 year old uh, with his mom and presumably his younger self and his dad trying to deal with that uh, and trying to find a way to get home. Essentially, making him the reverse Flash from season one. Um, You know, then having to track down Harrison Wells and give him this crazy story about time travel. The other thing that that didn't strike me until you guys were talking about is that if you think back to season one, remember what Eobard Thawne said. Eobard Thawne knew that Barry was the Flash, but Barry wasn't supposed to become the Flash for another five years, which is why Eobard Thawne took over Harrison Wells' body. So maybe this is reestablishing that continuity that existed back in season one where it's not until what 2035 or whatever where the red skies are happening and the flash disappears um one last thing to think about is how many flashes were there in that room fighting the reverse flash because we've always thought it was one fighting the reverse flash and then you know season one barry peeking from behind the corner but now we have one flash who races back to save young barry second flash beating up reverse flash and saving his mother's life plus season three barry hidden behind the doorway uh, I'm convinced that they're going to have to resolve it somehow using the the Flashpoint paradox ending, which is that, you know, Barry's going to have to let his mom die. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm really interested to see how they deal with this because there are so many ways uh, that they could handle this. You know, you could have the situation where Barry remembers everything or you could have the situation where Barry doesn't remember anything in the present, but maybe Cisco does or 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 you know uh presumably the people in earth 2 and earth 3 are unaffected by this because this would be limited to you know our earth uh so you might have you know jay garrick popping in hey barry why are you calling me barry how do you know me there's no flash on this world um so i think you know the the possibilities are, are if not endless uh there are certainly myriad and, and i just I am so looking forward to seeing how they deal with it, and uh, and you know the sort of discussions we can have with that. Uh, I doubt they would let it run for the entire season. I think they'll probably you know sort of establish it you know for a little while, and and uh, uh, as Ashley was saying, maybe Barry will start to lose his memories of the future, but then he would be getting the new memories of growing up with a loving mother and father and and everything like that. So. Uh, but then, you know, he might be dealing with, you know, he'll be facing situations where, oh, if I only have my super speed, I could have saved someone or something like that. So I think they're really setting up a, an interesting possibility. My only concern with it from the comic book geeks point of view is that, you know, we comic book geeks tend to be a little more accepting of, of time travel and paradox and stuff like that. And I worry that, you know, I don't want to say dumbed down, but to make it more accessible to a, a standard CW audience, whether they'll have to lose some of the elements of that. Um, but I am. Very much looking forward to seeing how they handle that because, you know, to jump into the Flashpoint Paradox, uh, you, know, you know, really you know, an absolutely critical moment uh, in the Flash's history is, uh, is totally a brilliant way to end the season and certainly keeps people hooked for next season. So, before we get to our grades for next season, uh for, sorry, our grades for this season, I, I traveled in time, which is why I can grade next season, um, <laughs> and, uh, and our expectations uh, and hopes for next season, let's deal with those aforementioned spoilers. Ashley, Michelle, have you got anything for us?
4: I have a whole lot for you, Professor. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of The Flash. This is an official spoiler alert.
3: Spoiler
4: alert. Check out our official Facebook Live page by visiting Facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. I'm going to start us off with an interview from comicbook.com where Grant Gustin comments that we had a really fun dynamic, and I bet next year there's probably more crossovers than we've ever had when talking about Barry and Kara, and even mentioned that they, quote, would be a good match, unquote. So,
2: yes! The shipper in me is alive. Shh, sh- Michael. Sh- sh- super let me flash. Lo- let me have this. Yes. No. Hashtag super flash. <laughs> no.
3: Yes. No.
2: There has been plenty of speculation
4: that the four way crossover might actually be the season premieres of all of the series.
1: The See, since... they're listening.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and although the flashpoint like reality has not been confirmed yet that it is actually a flashpoint Uh, it's weird kevin smith did tweet and the flashpoint paradox has begun great close to the cw flash season 2 reveal of the man in the iron mask was just warm and wonderful so i i guess it's official but no one's come out and said anything about it this july funko pop is releasing an official zoom pop featuring the speedster in his iconic black mask and outfit. And I have a couple of interviews with John Wesley Shipp, plays played Henry Allen and now plays Jake Eric entertainment weekly asked, when did you first find out that a version of Henry Allen from another earth was actually the man in the iron mask? In which he said, I went up to the March 1st to shoot my first four episode arc, my last four episode arc. I knew that Henry Allen would be dying, but that's all I knew. I went for my first costume fitting, and I was trying on this shredded costume. What looked like a prison uniform. I'm thinking, this is interesting. Then a mention was made of an iron mask. Then I had a conversation with Grant and Jesse L. Martin. They were like, yes, do you know what's happening? And I'm like, yep, apparently I'm the man in the iron mask. And they were like, that's all you know. What do you mean, that's all I know? Isn't that enough? They said, you'd better call Greg in Greg Berlanti. I immediately emailed Greg, who of course has six or seven projects going. He's the busiest man in Hollywood. Three minutes later, he emailed me back and we had this long conversation. Later on, I had one with Andrew Kreisberg, who flew up to Vancouver. They laid out the story, everything that they wanted to do. I have to tell you, my jaw dropped. I didn't see it coming at all. I remember saying after he had told me the whole thing, I said, well, take me out of the equation. This is brilliant television, and it's also a brilliant channeling of fan expectation." What was the feeling? What was that feeling like once you got up to suit again as The Flash? It was nerve-wracking, Andrew Kreisberg said to me, you get to be the Flash again. I dubiously went, yeah, I know. And he said, why, what? Ship went, Andrew, it's been 25 years. Of course, being very kind, he stepped back, looked me up and down and said, yeah, but look at you. You're fine. Putting on that costume, I saw everything that is wrong with me now that wasn't physically wrong with me 25 years ago. I was very nervous. Regarding the man in the iron mask, were you in the costume the whole time ship said I wasn't in it until the finale let me give the actor who was in it all the kudos in the world he was apparently told to study three different actors and how we use our hands I was one of them the morning where he filmed the scenes where he was communicating with his hands he told me it was me judging from what I saw in the reaction of my friends who were actors the actor did a remarkable job on one hand Henry Allen has died and Jay Garrick has left Earth One. On the other hand, Barry has gone back in time and saved his mother, which changes everything. What does this mean for you and your future on the show? Are we going to see you back next season? Dun, da, da, da. Shift said yes. I have been given permission to say that yes. They have all kinds of exciting and interesting plans for me that are interesting not only in the context of the storyline, but they continue to spin out. Which will be very challenging for me as an actor. That's all I'm allowed to say about that. But yes, I will be back next season. How do you think Henry would feel if he knew Barry had changed the past to save his mom? We know already, don't we? Henry has already said unequivocally that Barry came to Iron Heights to say, I can save her, I can get you out of here, and I go, No, absolutely not. Things happen for a reason. There are unintended consequences, Barry. You cannot go and change one thing without having myriad unintended effects. Henry Allen was very clear with Barry back in Iron Heights that he should not go back and, excuse my French, fuck with the timeline. You cannot do that. It's one of the reasons why Barry, the first time around, stopped himself from stopping the reverse flash from killing his mother. Now he's decided, what do I have to lose? I've lost everything. I've lost my father. I've lost my mother. Screw it. What else can go wrong? So he decides to go back and do what Henry advised him not to do. How do you think this is going to change the show? That's going to be very interesting to find out, isn't it? That's the exact question that we want left in the minds of our audience members when the curtain comes down in our finale. After Barry's father got out of jail, viewers expected him to be around, but he left town. What came with that decision? Was that because you weren't planning to do so many episodes? Ship said, I really think it was purely a technical consideration, that they had so many stories they wanted to tell, they had so many characters they needed to spin out. I personally had no desire to hang around, drinking beer, and eating pizza on the sofa in my underwear saying, well, Barry, you go into the crime lab today? I don't think that would have served me while well playing The Flash in the past. It, would have ser- it wouldn't have—it would have served Henry Allen. It would not have interested me. They needed to get Henry off to one side. Ship continues in an interview with THR. This isn't the Henry-Barry relationship in another form. Jay is a very different guy. People say that I, John Wesley Ship, and the original Flash but he's the original, original Flash. This is the Golden Age Flash, the head of the Justice Society. This is the real Flash Daddy. I have to remind myself of that because there are some aspects of the Henry-Barry relationship that I treasured, the absolute emotional vulnerability, having a safe haven for him, that emotional connection, it's going to be very tempting for me to want to go back and play that dynamic again. But the Jay-Barry dynamic is going to have to be very different. There have been endless suggestions and possibilities that I can cross over to legends, as Jake Eric, Ship says. Ga- Jake Eric formed the Justice Society. Not that I know of anything concrete, but this character is so open ended. Henry Allen had a shelf life. He had one purpose to be there to support Barry. Jake Eric, it's wide open. Who knows what we're going to see? Variety, asked Ship. What do you think the repercussions of the finale will be going into next season? He said, The palette is wide open. The thing they love to do at the end of the season is they introduce so many elements that could go in so many different directions. For me personally, as an actor, Henry Allen was rather close-ended. He was there for a purpose. He served his purpose. It was time for him to die. The fact that i'm now getting to morph into an entirely different character that is so important to the justice society of america which also bleeds into legends of tomorrow he's such an important character to this whole world it just opens up enormous possibilities for me as an actor going forward and the challenge for me having played henry is now i get to create an entirely different character going forward so i think we're going to get jay garrick on legends of tomorrow there's been Multiple hints, and I'm very excited about that. And the ratings for The Flash came in at 3.3 million viewers and a 1.2 in the demographic, which dipped to 10 from last week. And that's all I have for
1: spoilers. Before we wrap things up, let's get everyone's overall grade for this season. You can grade anywhere from an A to an F. Pluses and minuses are acceptable. Mike, let's start with you. What was your grade for this season?
3: For the entire season, I probably would give it... In A minus A. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was overall beginning of the season to the end of the season. I thought it was great. Just a little minor slip ups, but other than that, I thought it was a great season and I'm really really looking forward to the next season.
1: Jess, what do you think?
0: Um solid B plus for me. There were some things I didn't like, but overall like Mike the things that I did appreciate far outweighed the things that I
1: didn't. Ashley, Michelle, what's your grade?
0: It's definitely
4: a solid A. I can't remember a time for the season where I thought it was slow or dragging for me.
1: And Brittany, what's your grade?
2: Uh, I give it a, a solid B. Uh, I do think that The Flash had a really, really great uh, first half. I think, uh, to be honest, I have one of my favorite episodes of the entire series uh, in the first half, which was, I'm pretty sure the name of the episode is Enter Zoom. Uh, That was, like, probably the best introduction of a villain, and the consequences and, like, the potential with him was magnificent. Like, that last five minutes got me hyped. So that, like, for me gives the first half, like, an A, and the second half I there were some problems uh, like with a lot of shows that do that, but um, I gave it a, like a B so it averaged out as a solid B for me, it was a good season so uh,
1: As for me, I'm going to give it an A uh, I can't think of a show that uh, I look forward to watching every week as much as The Flash uh, I think if you look at the highlights of this season Welcome to Earth 2, Runaway Dinosaur Enter Zoom, uh it had some great high points uh even when they were going to the standard you know metahuman of the week uh i always enjoyed that it had a good mix of action and humor good special effects uh and as i say you know there were a lot of shows that you know i i, I could think to myself well i don't have to watch this week or you know i could skip a couple of weeks and it wouldn't matter or i could just stop watching entirely <clears throat> agents of shield <clears throat> gotham uh but flash is one that uh, i i couldn't imagine uh, not watching every week. Uh, I just love the characters. Uh, I love the special effects, and uh, and I love the writing. I just think uh, it's uh, it's, I think it's the uh, certainly the best superhero show out there right now. So before we go, uh, any thoughts, uh, expectations, or hopes for next season? Uh, maybe uh, deal with what you hope will happen rather than what you think will happen. Uh, let's go through the same order. Mike, let's start with you.
3: I want to know what. What, what are going to be the major implications as far as uh, Barry saving his mother? I want to know how many things are they willing to answer? Because I know a lot of people would have a lot of questions as far as, okay, what happens to Harrison Wells in Earth-1? Does, does the real one actually survive through? Or what happens to Barry's father? I want to know how they plan to address some of these questions. I wouldn't call them issues because now... I feel like they start off with a clean slate where they can they can pretty much muster a timeline of their choosing but they need to be careful and not i guess be overzealous in any of the issues or any of the questions excuse me any of the questions that they need to answer so i want to see that but i also want to see how they plan to start the premiere season for Flash. I want to know, are they willing to, like how you mentioned, uh, and I completely agree, are they going to meld some of the other TV shows together to make it like that, or will they just do a normal standard season opener? Or, I I really want to know how big the consequences are going to be for the season.
1: Jess, what are you hoping for?
0: I'm just along for the ride, to be honest. I have which is amazing, but I have put so much stock in these writers and I think that they really, at least they pretend to have a grip on where they're going and, you know, the stories that they want to tell and the things that they want to bring to the screen. So I'm just really kind of trusting them and and going along for the ride. One thing I hope that they don't do is speed us up so much that we see Barry like already grown up kind of with a family of his own I I don't think that they would do that but I would really really hate it if they did because he would have to tear himself away from another family which I think would also be tragic but luckily I don't think they're gonna go down that route I just really hope that they don't do it
1: Ashley Michelle what are you hoping for Super Flash, Super Flash, Super Flash. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, that's.
4: A, I would just be so satisfied with just like uh, one app ep- when they finally do the crossover. Just, just give me some chemistry for Kara. Just please, just please.
1: And Brittany, anything you're looking forward to other than Super Flash?
2: Well, uh, Ashley had mentioned in uh, her spoilers about Black Flash, I feel like we're gonna see him. I also uh, got the hint when uh, when they were tearing up uh, Jay in that last scene where the where the rapes take him. So, um, I thought, oh, we're gonna get some Black Flash. Like, I'm, I would love to see that. Like, Zoom was already terrifying. Just imagine him looking all zombie-like, basically. Like, that's even scarier. So that's just like freaking amazing. So I want to, I hope they incorporate that like in some way, shape, or form. I'm happy. I want to know how long this, uh, this uh, flashpoint is gonna last. And uh, if they do the crossover as the premieres, that would be awesome. I want to know how they are gonna put in Supergirl into our world. I'm really excited. And like Ash, more Super Flash. Yes. Barry and and Kara have so much chemistry in one episode. I can't even imagine what we're going to get with another, with like another two or three or four. Mike, be quiet. You're biased. Um, so I'm just, I would like to see some of that. I I honestly, I want to see everyone interact. Like, I want to see Cisco and win. You know, I want to see, um, felicity win and diggle watching you know the way diggle interacted with uh with flash now seeing Kara, an alien like i mean come on all good stuff so i'm excited for all that
1: yeah i'm i'm kind of with you guys i'm i'm just uh i'm just looking forward to how they resolve it you know i think they've got so many options um But uh, I think if we learn one thing from uh, the showrunners of this show, and I hope, you know, they've got enough time to focus on it. Because, you know, uh, they've got multiple shows going on. Uh, In addition to Supergirl moving over, there's also going to be the new Riverdale show. Uh, I just hope that uh, Berlanti and company have the time to focus on Flash and keep it good. Or at least to make sure that they've got the right people in place uh, to, uh, to... treat the characters well and uh continue doing interesting things that'll keep us uh tuning in so uh we'd like to thank everyone for joining us these past 23 episodes uh visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts you can also download tonight's broadcast through itunes just search for the central city chronicle and subscribe and don't forget to leave a five-star review Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash thecentralcitychronicle. Also, like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. And I'd just like to take a moment to thank my co-hosts, who have, I think, consistently over the course of this season, provided not only the smartest and funniest, but dare I say, best-looking recap show out there. Co-hosts Aww. for the final time this season, please wish the listeners a good night.
2: Good night. night. Good night night everybody
1: thanks for tuning in join us in fall of 2016 for a brand new installment of the central city chronicle or as a result of the flashpoint paradox who knows what will be good night